Hey everyone, this is another episode of That's a Bug. I'm here with Nat again. How's it going, Nat? Going good, Suhaim. Cool. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks, happy birthday to you too. Yeah. Uh, yeah <laughs> Nat and I just found out that uh, we both have birthdays in May, uh, just in the last few days. Cool. Um, yeah, so I want to also wanted to mention to our listeners, we have a Facebook page. You can search for That's a Bug and you'll find us. Uh, we, we haven't been very active on there, but we'll start to do that very soon. Uh, if you have like a, a software bug that you find interesting, feel free to post there. We'd love to have some discussion on there. Um, for this episode, we are going to talk about a Boeing 787 bug, uh, Boeing the airline aircraft. Uh, so there was a, a reported bug on the 2nd of April of 2020 where Boeing 787s had to be turned off and on every 51 days. So, which is like turning off and on just sounds funny because we, most of us in the tech world know that that's the first troubleshooting step for most issues with your computer. Um, yeah, I wonder what it's running, like Windows? Hey, just uh, mechanic back there, uh, tech support, we need a reboot. Plane <laughs> 12 needs a reboot. Yeah, I, I thought that was kind of scary actually. Yeah, like the question that came up in some of the forums is like, what if this happens when you're actually on, like in air? All of a sudden, you, have to, you can't reboot a plane while it's flying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it hit headlines pretty in a pretty big way. I mean, I think Boeing's been taking a bit of a beating uh, in general with its quality. Uh, uh, what was the, I think it was in December, or in um I guess it would have been in 2019, like midway through the year. What do they have? Like some kind of malfunction, plane crashed, and then they tracked it back to some feature just malfunctioning for the, the pilots or train the training issue maybe. But anyway. Yeah, there was a few different reasons, a lot of speculation, but the, the, that particular aircraft got grounded as far as I recall. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't quite recall all the different things around it, but it was a pretty major issue and caused many crashes and fatalities, if I remember correctly. Um, but this particular one is the 787, um, and the 51 days is the, is the date, uh, so the number of days that showed up. Um, yeah, you want to talk a little bit more about that part? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, like, so when it came up, you know, as a, as a topic of, of discussion, so, you know, much like you, I started Googling and, and reading, you know, what, what is it about this plane that, that requires a, a reboot? And, and um, you know, much like you, we found this issue. It wasn't the first time that, that this type of issue had surfaced. And I think the other, the other ones were also Boeing planes. Uh, a couple other incidents and we can we can dig into those but this 51 days so when you read kind of the 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 notes um uh they're they're hinting that it's a a buffer overflow or integer overflow counter overflow of some kind uh in one of the subsystems of the plane and so if you don't reboot the plane the buffer gets to a point where it overflows and then writes into parts of the memory um, that it wasn't intended to and causes problems. So I think they, they hint at, you know, data ending up in some of the, the controls uh, that's incorrect readings or, or so on. 
Um, now I think the other issues, so this one, 51 days, I think the forum pointed at a 32-bit unsigned number um, or the, the counter of that size overflowing and that if it was a microsecond or millisecond counter, that's roughly the time frame it would take. I'm assuming the 51-day reboot probably gives it a bit of room, uh, you know, the, the extra hours to, to correct um, the issue in time, I guess. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's very possible that that may have something to do with this. Um, it could also be something completely unrelated to, we are speculating a little bit, but it's that number is kind of suspicious, which is why we may think that it, it may be the buffer overflow. The other issues you're alluding to, Nat, is like uh, there were two other 787 issues that we saw while we were uh, Googling this. Uh, the I'll read out the headlines for the other two. So the one that we've just mentioned was in uh, was on April 2nd, 2020. That's a 51 days reboot. The other one, other two, the other one was December 5th of 2016. It was an article that came out uh, saying that if uh, that you have to reboot the machine after uh, before it hits 22 days and it's a similar problem right 787 might sim the, the issue is the 787 might simultaneously reset three sorry let me restart that all three flight control modules on the 787 might simultaneously reset if continuously powered on for 22 days again a scary thing to happen while an aircraft is flying um and a yeah. third issue that happened was on May 1st of 2015, where uh, the issue is if um, there's a glitch in the control unit causes generators to shut down if left powered on for 20, 248 days on the 787. So it's a bit of a trend here, but it's, uh, it's many years apart. Yeah, so it didn't look... Like based on what we looked at, they were in different subsystems of the plane. So, you know, did they reuse the same code? Probably not. They're probably, you know, and if they all have the same root cause, so, so if they are a buffer overflow issue, I mean, they're obviously using different granularity of, of counters. So they were counting different things. Um, so yeah, it's probably not a cut and paste kind of error. Um, but it, it's definitely, uh, scary, I guess, from a non plane technician perspective, you know, we work on computer software all the time. Um, and you know, the first thing that we do as a, you know, if you're trying to debug a piece of code, you, you know, you restart it, you, you know, re recompile or you, or sorry, you, you just rerun it. Does it do it again? And then rerun it again, rerun it again. Um, and try to f locate what, what happened. It, it sounds a bit funny when it's a plane, but at the end of the day, it's still software, I think. And, you know, people, people are, are used to it. Um, what I found interesting when we were talking about this before, you had, um, you had dug a little deeper into kind of the, the, the processes that um, technicians um, uh, use under these circumstances right because it sounds yeah. to a layman hearing that oh you get a reboot and if you forget to do that this plane may come down out of the air so why don't you tell us a little bit about what the mechanics or the i don't know what you call them technicians were saying yeah so i went 
to like, online and there's there's like a YouTube channel called uh, Mentor Pilot. It was spelled uh, M-E-N-T-O-U-R. Um, very interesting channel about planes, and there's all kinds of information, informative videos on there. But as part of that, they also have an app uh, which had like a, a chat feature, and I asked in there, and these are all in like air aircraft enthusiasts or aviation <laughs> enthusiasts, uh, and they really know their stuff. Um, but yeah, so I asked the question about is it normal for planes to be po- left powered on forever, right? Like uh, 248 days is is a long time. Well, it's which was one of the problems, right? So, yeah, you'd um, never leave a computer running for 248 days, or very seldom you'd be in a situation. So, what did he yeah, say? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's but like lots of things can be stayed like left on forever. Um, but I assumed it would be turned off at some point. But turns out that's not the case. Right? So they 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 use uh, like the planes do stay on uh, if, but they have these maintenance logs and they look through that. And when this problem happens. It shows up in the main logs and saying that uh, check for the number of days it's on. And if it is over this, you got to go through this reset cycle. And according to the people over there that do work on these planes, one of the people I talked to was around these planes a bunch and said it was when this happened, it was not a big deal. It would, they didn't consider this a big deal at all. Um, but for us as people that don't know anything, well, as for myself anyways, I don't know very much about planes. And uh, I it sounded crazy to me for a plane to have that type of problem. Yeah. I mean, it's still blowing my mind a little bit, but I I guess it's, it's not, but I guess we learn a little bit about planes in that context, right? Because so that means when they dock, I mean, and I, I fly some, I'm not a, I'm not a, uh, someone who flies 200 days of the year or anything, but when they, when they, bring a plane up to the terminal, they immediately plug it into a, a ground power unit or whatever, and then the plane stays on. So I guess it goes from an on, uh, you know, gas powered state to one that's, you know, a, a uh, plugged in state, and there's probably no need. And like, I think, when we were talking earlier, it's probably one of these things, if you had to go and reboot every computer on a plane of that size, you're probably going to be dealing with a fairly long reboot cycle you know it's a computer our computers take a couple minutes to reboot um but a plane i can imagine it takes longer which is maybe why they don't reboot as frequently because i think if i had if i was facing an issue like that i'd be rebooting it as often as i could right just to, to deal with the problem exactly yeah so i and a 787 is a big plane and uh, i assume there's all kinds of things that that are associated with it and restarting it uh, that's a, something to find out i guess if somebody knows how long that takes that we that's a good information to have because if that takes like a half an hour or something and for a plane it'll probably cause a delay and all kinds of problems right like um, and sometimes these delays would be here but at the airports may have something to do with this um, yeah yeah oh but they would never tell you what they're doing <laughs> yeah, exactly. they've got some passenger they're waiting for or some you know flight attendant that hasn't arrived yet um the other thing so after you know, a couple of days ago when we chatted i uh i was it, it got in my mind how did they find these like when did they find out about this issue did a plane come down or whatever and so i was like they've got a incidents like this must get logged with some 
you know, government agency for all to see, right? Because the reporter should be able to go in and look or, or whatever, and you can see trends in the data. So I think it's the FAA, which must be the, I forget what it stands for. But anyway, they have an incident log. So I started searching through it, looking for these specifically. So I searched, you know, I filtered by uh, the 787. I looked for anything with software in it. And there were a few software related issues. Most of it was more around what looked to be like the the tool they used to enter the incident, not and not allowing the pilot or whomever was entering the defect to have the, the uh, enter the data correctly. But there were a few glitchy things that were popping up, but these ones were not in the list. So most of the software issues were, were minor. So I'm assuming because I couldn't find it there, maybe it was the way of searching, that these weren't uncovered because planes fell out of the sky and then they looked up, you know, what happened? Oh, it's because this buffer overflow, which is probably why the treatment for it is, oh, let's add it to a task checklist, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, so, I mean, that's a really interesting question, right? Like, how do you find these bugs? Because having never worked on that type of hardware like if the same idea would happen for like a, a car or like a, we've had we've, i think in the past it was like a toyota bug with the um random acceleration that happened that turned out to be a software thing if i recall yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. there's all these ones right so those are hard to kind of find um because they kind of happened independently or happens after a long time those kinds of software bugs are always a little harder to discover uh, so it's kind of a tricky thing. So even with the plane, I am very curious as to how they found it. So if somebody listening has some ideas on that, I would, I would, we would love to hear from you. Um, because I'm still very curious about this one. Um, and I'm probably going to continue to look for answers on that one. Cause I did, honestly, I didn't think of that, um, like right before until when you, until you mentioned it as to how they actually found this bug. Um, cause they, I assumed that. It may have been logged somewhere. Um, they found some other way of doing it. The FAA one that you looked through is definitely very interesting, but I, I also looked there briefly after you showed it to me, but I, I didn't see anything. Yeah, it's all kinds of, I mean, any. I'm assuming any kind of safety incident. So they had like, you know, little fires that were caused by circuits. Um, and one of them, it was like dust, um, probably during manufacturing, like the the, the metal dust from grinding or sanding had gotten onto the circuit board for some function within the cabin and it, it caused a little fire. Um, but, you know, I, I found it interesting, but it was, it's still not, it doesn't point to how they uncovered this. And, you know, if it's not a plane falling out of the sky, I guess some of them, if it didn't lead, like, if it's a control system that just kind of fails in flight, it doesn't necessarily mean it was the main flying system, right? It could just be whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 the fact that this stuff is in the planes to, to begin with, and I shouldn't be surprised, you know, we're in the software business. We find issues all the time, especially, you know, in complex systems. Like these are not trivial uh, systems. Um, it's not surprising, but yeah, it's scary. Yeah, exactly. Um, on the other side of the spectrum, though, um, like we started off by saying that it's very common to set up, uh, like say that 
if there's a problem, like it's to turn it off and turn it back on. Um, I've worked at uh, technical support before, uh, like call centers. And the very first thing you do when you call any kind of tech support place that they'll ask you, could you like restart your modem or restart something else? Um, and I definitely face a situation where a lot of people or myself just decide instead of because couldn't figure out the root cause of a problem on like this is usually for something personal in my house or something um set up like a cron job or a schedule job in windows to just to, just to restart it just to kind of avoid the problem so it's not it's not that far-fetched um yeah i don't know if you've done yeah. that or not yeah yeah the uh what do you call that the salt packet fix or sugar packet fix so like if you're at a restaurant and you tables wobbly so you stick some sugar packets there and um yeah it's, <laughs> Patch, patchwork uh you know you're you're getting work around i i mean i i do it all the time it just it's not something that you associate with a commercial aircraft exactly <laughs> yeah you also do like even with the uh, software that you pay for you don't want to do that either but uh but for personal stuff yeah like uh, <laughs> it's not that crazy uh you just want to you know fix it for now and but it's also like a temporary fix you want to fix it properly for later yeah and the other thing too is uh, let's the the thing that we didn't talk about too is the testing protocol that they undergo because also on i think when i started the looking at the faa um i think the first thing that i forget how i searched it but they were talking about um changes when when a manufacturer makes changes to the code if they're if they're trivial changes they don't have to resubmit to the certification process but if it's a significant change to any module on the plane this could be a piece of hardware or software then they have to redo a kind of certification which would be a more involved test which would be code walkthrough this and that and i think i mean you would think that this would be the kind of thing um, you would catch and in, I think even in one of the threads where they were where they diagnosed it as a potential um, uh, buffer overflow they were saying oh well there's tools to to find that so if you just do a scan it'll find any potential buffer overflow error clearly you know they would have those kind of tools at their disposal so something's not getting done uh, here or it's maybe not finding it I don't know but it looked pretty rigorous. Like you'd have to, or it sounds rigorous. I guess we don't we don't know how rigorous the testing actually is. But presumably, when a change is significant enough, they would, you know, here we're we're going to do a little regression testing. We're going to make sure that the the core stuff is still working. But yeah. Yeah, I see with that with airlines and cars and stuff. There's all kinds of certification, and uh, you, you kind of have to go through that process. Which is also probably why maybe this restart thing. Uh, well, I'm sure the restart thing was a temporary fix, and then they they have a, a real fix that comes soon after. Um, but hopefully, it's still not on the maintenance logs. And I actually, uh, I don't think it is anymore uh, because the in that um, forum that I was asking that question, I think the one of the people that were was specifically a Boeing enthusiast said that it's uh, it's no longer a problem and. Uh, that, and that person also said that when it did happen, he didn't think of it as a big deal. Um, so it's <laughs> for for so for maintenance logs and things like that, uh, it may not be that that crazy. So okay, yeah. but uh, but if somebody sorry, go ahead. 
it didn't seem it certainly didn't transfer over uh, a friend of mine is a, or a mechanic at a flight college so little planes definitely were not affected they do not have this kind of equipment very few computers on those planes so yeah that's comforting <laughs> yeah so it's uh it's it's something to think about uh but if, that being said like let's say i, I bought a car and most of the Car, like bought a more recent car and most of these cars have a lot of computers in it and if somebody tells me that i have to shut everything down uh that's there every 15 days or something like that before i bought the car or something i would find that odd and may not trust uh, a lot of that car right so yeah, it's yeah. did you do any searches see if any cars or trains or any <laughs> No, I didn't. Uh, honestly, I, di I didn't think of that. <laughs> but it's definitely yeah. something to think. It's like look for. Yeah, maybe we'll take a look, see if any other uh, transport mechanisms have uh, have these types of issues. Yeah, uh, and if you find any, make that could be the next episode. Start with yeah. planes and then go to cars. I think you kind of joked about that another time. It's like planes, cars, and trains or something. Plane, yeah, because there was an old, there was a movie, I think forget who i think it's a john candy movie planes trains and automobiles and i think uh, it refers more to he, he needs to take these modes of transit I, it's a long time ago but takes different modes of transport to finally get to his destination or whatever and it's uh yeah comedy but um yeah cool, cool. Uh, um yeah so for this bug um obviously it's a software but it's a bug here um but like in terms of the how to deal with it there's different opinions uh for the plane mechanics and stuff um it didn't seem like a big deal but for the company uh, it was really bad pr for boeing especially because they've had a lot of bad pr um and in terms of it being a software bug it definitely was one yeah yeah i would agree definitely a bug and more of a reputation uh uh herder than anything probably stock prices affected by stuff like that but yeah Definitely a neat one to talk about. So thanks for, for digging it up. Not a problem. All right. Uh, yeah, so we're going to end here. If anybody has any feedback, definitely reach uh, reach out to us on Facebook. Um, we're, also, we're also now on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that happened from the last episode on. Uh, leave a review there. We're also on Spotify. We should be on every platform. If there is one that we are not on, uh, uh, please reach out to me. Uh, I would love to know about it. I just may not know all the platforms. Thanks, everyone.